such an awesome God. Such an awesome God. He's in this place. He's such an awesome God. We worship you today, God. Such an awesome God. So try to be strong sometimes I'm not going to be strong but as a church come on let's rally around our brothers and sisters come on let's rally yeah because the bottom line is we're not here to socialize <laughs> as much as I love donuts Glenn it's not about the donuts and coffee but they are awesome but it's about the community and it's about Christ and him the glue that brings us together Amen, amen. So greet somebody around you this morning. Say hello. Good to see you. High school camp was last week. And yeah, it was a good one. One of the best. And so and today's Modified Youth Sunday. That worked out really well. So we're going to make this all about the youth. And... We've got some sort of a program today. <laughs> Surprise! I'm going to have Misty come up. Where's Misty? I did not give her a choice in this. I walked over to her a while ago and I said, Misty, I need you to go up. And so, and so anyway, I think there's a few youth that are going to talk about the camp experience because, hey, it was real, it was touching. And they had a mighty time at camp this week. So I'm going to turn it over to Misty. Okay. You're, doing, you're going to do great. Okay, so I did not plan on being up here at all. Like, I was going to hide behind the, the youth. 
So, um, so this week our, um, our uh, theme for the week was being truly free. So, you know, it was very fitting for it being on, um, on Fourth of July weekend, you know, where we celebrate our freedom. So um, hopefully, well, not hopefully, I mean, you could, you could just, if you guys could have seen on um, like our worship services and just, just the different times when the kids got together, you know, just the, the freedom in their worship and um, just like fully, like these altars were completely full. Um, we had, you know, not going to believe it, but like the first Sunday night, I think it was like an hour and a half worship service. So, um, the last night, our um, chapel time started at 7.15, and I think we walked out of here at like 10.30. So, these kids were like fully surrendered, and you know, the, the speakers were, Darren Vaughn, he was amazing, um, really spoke to the kids, to the counselors as well, um, and uh, the Metro collective worship, I think is what they're called. Um, they, they were amazing and, you know, ushering in the Holy Spirit and just like, you know, just flowing in that stuff. And it was really, really good. But now we've got some kids that are going to, they're, they're going to really, they're going to really walk in that surrender and they're going to come up here and they are going to just, just give a little snippet of like what God you know, spoke into their hearts this week. Some of them are really scared. And so please, you know, but some of them had to like give up fear and anxiety this week. So, you know, like that's, so that's going to be off of them as they come up here. And do you want me to call? They're all going to stand up here together. So, so like your eyes aren't on just one of them at a time. So they're going to come up here and they're going to pass the mic. So go ahead. Come on up, guys. If your name's on my list and you don't come up here, I'm going to call you out. <laughs> there you go, Thomas. <laughs> this is a lot more people than I thought it was. <laughs> I'm, I really, like, don't like people. I don't talk to people. <laughs> this is, like, insane. Um, <laughs> so, so the past few months, I've been, like, really feeling like my relationship with God just hasn't been there. And um, I've just, like, I've been praying, like, please come back into my life. Like, I don't understand why I don't feel your presence. And... At camp, I was doing the same prayer that I've been doing for the past few months, and something spoke to me, and it was like, I just haven't been opening my heart. I, I, I was in God's way of helping me. Like, I was standing in his way. I didn't really want his help. I was praying a prayer that I didn't mean for the past six months. And it really, like, I don't know. I had an amazing experience, and it was just, it was crazy. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I rededicated my life this week, and God is moving in awesome ways through us. Awesome.
Um, I'm Tegan, and for a couple months before I went to church camp, I w just isolated myself from like everybody. Like you ask all my friends, I never showed up to anything that they asked me to join. And I just really wanted a, a true friendship that would help me through my way. And the first night of church camp, I, Sophie and I just got super, super close. And we didn't realize it at that time, but people told us that we never left each other's side even at church. And we didn't see that until that night. And I was not expecting like church to like the church camp to be as good as it was because I expected it to be good, but I psyched myself out saying, "Oh, it's going to be good," but then I didn't think it was be, and it exceeded my expectations like so much. Oh, that's great. I'm Sophie, and <laughs> if you know me, I am like one of the quietest. I just don't really talk to people that much. So this is really hard for me to get up here and do this. But um, I'm, my story is kind of like Clara's story, where I hadn't really felt that close to God that much in the last few months. And church camp really helped me with that. And Tuesday, I decided I surrendered my life to God. All right. And, And I just feel so much closer to him now because of church camp. And he really just showed me that all the great friends that I have, like especially Tegan, like I, what Tegan said, I didn't know that our friendship was so special until so many people walked up to us and told us that, um, that we had a great friendship and that we shouldn't take it for granted. And it was just an amazing experience overall. And I'm just so much closer to God and in my faith now. And I'm so happy overall. So thank you. Hi, I'm Callie, and this was my first year at Orchardville Church Camp. I met a lot of new friends and had some cool new experiences, one being I rededicated my life and fully surrendered. I just want to thank everyone for helping us at church camp and I helping us grow closer to God because I truly feel free. I'm Elena, and um, um, I've been to church camp like a lot throughout the years, but um, like this church camp just felt different. I felt like everybody was like actually there this year because like in the past nobody really like like yeah we got into it, but not as much as we like should have. But this year I felt like everybody was into it, and we all just encouraged each other, and we all just like helped each other let go. And so I feel like everybody got out like truly free after the end of the week. And I also rededicated my. I like camp. <laughs> camp was fun. Oh, 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 did you know that um, Gideon was a judge that defeated the Midians? And, and Deborah, Deborah was the first female judge. Uh, yeah. Oh, I really had to come out of life to Jesus, too. Uh, my name's Javen, and you know, I, I was kind of in one of those situations, you know, where I didn't feel like I was as close to him as I should have been. 
and it, it was just like I was down for a couple of months, and those couple of months rolled by. We had church camp, and you know, I, I still I still didn't feel like I was as close to him as I needed to be. And that Wednesday night, that last service that lasted forever, I I just just threw up my hands and I just surrendered, rededicated my life to Jesus. My name is Drew Camp. I'm a senior from Centralia, and um, it's kind of sad because it was my last year at camp. Um, it's I've been going since the fourth grade, and I remember every year uh, driving from Centralia, just being my favorite moment of the entire year, seeing the gas station sign and making the turn for the last one here. Um, a lot of people don't understand how powerful it is. It's a real surreal experience for everyone that's there, especially this year um, with the extended worship. Everyone was locked in. It was really nice to see everyone contributing and everyone praying for each other and all the love that was going around. Um, it was just a real powerful experience for everyone, and I feel like I let a lot down this week, especially on Tuesday. Um, uh, I want to thank all the, the leaders for being there and uh, praying with all of us and helping us out. Thank you. did learn that we've got some, um, we had a talent show on Wednesday and we have some new, um, some new members that will be joining our praise team, hopefully. We've got some, some amazing singers and those three guys on the, the end, those are three of them, um, Javen, you heard today. That was, you know, we kind of gave Car Carlin a bit of a heart attack. We threw that in on Thursday, that song, so that I thank God song, but they, they, they rocked it, so you did a fantastic job. Um, and, I mean, this is why we do camp. I mean, this is, and, you know, like some of us speakers were talking, or not speakers, the um, leaders, you know, like we were talking, like, you truly don't understand, like, unless you're here. Like, unless, unless you are experiencing it with them, like, you truly don't know, like, what you guys are missing out on. Because it is... So amazing to get to be with them. I mean, you know, yes, you lose vacation time and you lose sleep and you get really hot and sweaty. And I know that sounds all miserable, but it, you know, like this is what makes it worth it. Whenever, you know, because I guess just being back with the youth, sometimes you can see kind of like, you know, like you can see kind of when there's like a stale time or whatever. And so this camp time like just kind of builds them back up and just reminds them of who Jesus wants to be in their life and just kind of you know hopefully that they will you know take that back into their schools and and because our schools really need it and so you know this just encourages them and you know just kind of relights that fire and so that's it We do still need people for junior high camp, which is July 16th, 17th. So anyone that is not signed up and you are willing to, you know, pour into these kids, that would be much appreciated because they really are worth it. And, you know, 
they are going to be they are going to be voting in just a few years and you know if you don't like the way the world is now then pour into these kids thanks misty man oh man i've got one coming after church from her uh, at this time we're going to have aaron landreth come up and he's going to be our closer aaron yeah, um, I may not still be awake from camp, but uh, what these kids did just now, for some of them, took more than you guys will ever know. They're afraid, they're scared. And one thing I learned, a lot of them really don't like people. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to get to know them. I thought it was going to be hard to get to know them. Our first night when we set into worship, I thought, you know, I just prayed, you know, I hope Holy Spirit, please come in this house, you know, and, and light these kids on fire. And... 15 minutes later, this place was rocking like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Hands in the air, dancing, crying, laughing, shouting, everything you could imagine. Those kids were pouring out right here in front. Amen. Because they needed it. They need the release. They get so built up. And they don't know where to turn. And that's why camp is so important. Now I'm going to tell you guys something. I didn't believe when I seen it. I don't know how many, how many kids did we have at camp total? 60 some? Somewhere around in there? 33 salvations or rededications. Yeah. 33 of those kids came down here and put their hands in the air and said, I can't do it no more, God. I need you. And I honestly believe that those kids walked out of here truly free. Some of them, I heard stories, and you don't think, you know, you think of big cities... Chicago, wherever, just horrible stories that you hear about youth. In this church, I heard a story about a seven-year-old boy when he was seven getting run out of Burger King for begging for food because his mom and dad was on drugs. Right in this church. That's a problem. You guys, we think that it's not going to hit home, but it's already home. It's already here. You guys, a lot of you know where I come from in my past with alcohol and drug abuse and everything, and it, I take it to heart, and it means the world to me that these kids will never have to see that stuff. Amen. That's why I volunteer. That's why I give my time. Whatever I can do. I'm technically not a drummer, but I try. But for them, I would, whether I mess up or not, it's worth it. 
It's worth it. I mean, everybody's like, don't you worry about looking like an idiot. Um, I was an alcoholic and drug addict for 30 years, so looking like an idiot is not my problem. <laughs> I'm good at that, believe me. But, um, so yeah, I can, you know, I can throw down with the best of them. But these kids, when they worship, and, and they promised me something and I promised them something. I promised them something from the church without asking you guys, but I'm going to ask you guys right now. Three years ago when I started coming to this church, that youth group was 70 plus on a Wednesday night. We, with all the help of this church, are going to get that number back up there. Yeah. They promised us that they would help and do all they could to get people in that door because they know, they see it. We hear what goes on at school. But we don't hear it all because those kids keep secrets. They keep stuff that they don't think their parents are going to understand. You guys were all kids once and you know how it was. The times are different, but it's still the same. There were things I was scared to death to tell my dad. And I just kept them inside. I don't want those kids to have to worry about that. If they can't, if their parents are messed up on drugs, I want them to be able to have my phone number and call and say, I need you. And I'll go. At the drop of a hat, I promise you guys I'll be there. And I promised you that on, at camp. But it's going to take more than just me. It's going to take everybody to come together. And guys, I hear it. I heard it all the time when I first started coming to church. And it's, I honestly believe it with my whole heart now that without them, the church is going to die. We love, I hear that all the time, I love Orchardville Church. I say it all the time, I love Orchardville Church. If we truly love Orchardville Church, then everything we have will be put behind that youth group. Everything. So I just want you guys to know that I do believe that McKenna still needs volunteers for junior high camp. And I did all three last year. I'm going to do all three this year again. I wouldn't recommend that for anybody. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a crazy thing I got going on. Sleep? Nah. But um, these kids need us now more than ever. The world isn't going to get better. It's only going to get worse for those kids. And we have to step in and, and just wrap our arms around them and love on them while we can because when they leave, they're going right back out into that cesspool of trash out there that they have to put up with. And here they're safe. And we can give them the skills to navigate through what happens out there. And I just want to tell you guys, thank you also for the, to the church for everything you guys do for the youth group. Those guys, I know they appreciate it because I've seen it on their faces. I had kids come up and tell me that, I had one kid tell me that, This was the only joy 
that one week was really the only joy he got out of a whole year. And my heart breaks. But those kids will always, you guys, I'll always be here for you. And this church will always be here for you. And I want you guys to keep pressing. You guys seen it. You've seen the, a glimpse of what happened when you guys really pressed in. And it's only going to get better from there. And it's going to get more intense. And pretty soon, instead of just doing this, you know, hey, my hands are up. You guys might go full out. Some of you might even shout or jump. I've seen you all do that when no grown-ups were around. But we all know how that goes. And, and I am a grown-up, but in my mind, in their eyes, I'm not. Because they've seen me act like 12 years old. So, um, but, so we're going to have a little altar time, and I'm going to ask Jake to come up and the band to come back up. And uh, I want you guys to think about the title, Truly Free. Like, when I gave my life to the Lord, I thought that was it. I thought I knelt down at the altar and said the prayer that Rick was whispering in my ear. And when I stood up, everything was going to be perfect. Wrong. It got worse. You guys, being a Christian is the hardest thing in life to do. For me, it is. But I know that if... I stay in my Bible, and I read the Word, and I take that Word, and that's what we talked about in our small groups, is it's not about how much you read. It's about what you read. Sometimes I just take one verse, and I'll meditate on it, and I'll break it down. And that's what I tried to show the kids, and that's what we can all do. But if you guys have any needs or prayers... You could come up. Jake will be here and the deacons. And I want you guys to love on those kids. You guys, I'm telling you what, man. When you get to know them, your heart will thank you for it. Each one of those kids is a blessing. And the kids that are going and that ain't going to be back next year because they're seniors no matter what guys I don't care where you're at in life or, or anything you guys all I mean I got like 85 notifications on Facebook from people friending me so I got all kinds of new friends and uh, I'm always there you guys can always reach out I don't care if you messed up God doesn't care if you messed up you guys run back we're we mess up. That's what we do. It's human nature. But if you guys press in like you did this past week, ain't nothing going to stop you. And you're going to be just fine. And the church will continue to grow. Now you guys promised me that the youth group, we're going to get that back up. So, that's a promise I'm going to hold you guys to. And if I have to come to school and see you with a friend that doesn't come to youth, I'm going to say, hey, Bring that person with you next week. I really won't do that, but but I could. But anyhow, here's Jake, and I thank you guys for listening.
man Aaron alluded to that at the end of a verse that I read yesterday and God really put on my heart to just get ready for this altar time here Galatians 5 1 it was for freedom that Christ set us free therefore keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery that slavery sin what he said is true when you accept Christ in your heart life doesn't stop and that old stuff is going to come back and haunt you right it's going to tempt you once again but he set us free so that we could experience true freedom and we could walk in it amen so you know we're not naive enough I'm going to say this I think you're going to agree with me we're not naive enough to believe that between the kids getting out of camp and Sunday that they weren't tempted they were tempted to go back to their old life all the ones that were rededicated and got saved but it's okay because God's grace is enough amen amen so this goes for adults too you gave your life to Christ and you haven't been walking in freedom you need to experience that freedom once again today so we're gonna open up the altars we're gonna pray for people come on up we're gonna anoint you and just pray that the Holy Spirit gives you that true freedom once again even if you were at camp this week and you needed a nice refresher we're gonna pray for you again amen Aaron did a great job summarizing it thank you brother we're gonna worship God would you please stand with us we're going to altar time
What a great service, amen? Hey, I got a phone call this week from uh, my brother in Christ, Kyle Sessions. He's a good man. I've taught with him. We prayed together at the school. He felt led to share with me that maybe we should call a fast for Jackson as well. So we're just going to do a one-day thing on Wednesday. Okay? Now, fasting has a lot of forms. You don't have to give up food. You can give up electronics. Maybe, you know, giving up your phone is a little bit harder than giving up food for you. Um, some people, that's true. For me, I'll be, I'll be giving up food. I'm going to go water only. Um, there's all kinds of fasts that you can research on your own. But basically, hey, you know, it might be hard to go a whole day. Just go meal. Just, just go without one meal. Drink plenty of water and pray for Jackson. That's all it takes. All right? So we're just going to corporately do that. And then uh, we believe we're going to see a breakthrough. I think things are already happening, going in the right direction. Um, so if you would, just join us on Wednesday. We understand tomorrow's Independence Day. You're going to celebrate, have a cookout, whatnot. That'd be a hard day to fast. But Wednesday, fast, come back on Wednesday night, rejuvenated. Amen? Sarah's going to get up here and give us a little update. And then we'll be dismissed. Or, I'm sorry, sent. I just want to say it's so good to be here today. Um, I told Rick midweek, I said, I think I need to go home Saturday. I said, I want to, I miss Brylin. I don't know how much she misses me because you guys are all spoiling her rotten and giving her a lot of fun. Probably more fun than mom would, but... I was like, I miss Brylin, I need to see her, and I want to go Saturday so I can go to church. I miss church. I miss you guys. You. And <laughs> being in the hospital, you know, I tried to watch the services, but nine times out of ten, you get interrupted halfway through. You can't focus on what they're saying because a machine's beeping or something. So I just miss being here and feeling God's presence and you know, the, the song they sang, um, We Need a Miracle, I've sang that over Jackson many times, just standing beside his bed, until he told me the other day by nodding his head no that he did not want me to sing to him. <laughs> um, I've sang it in the family shower room when it's just me in there and people walking by probably thought, what a lunatic, she's in the hospital singing in the shower, but I just keep that going. And then I speak the name of Jesus. There have been many times I've had no words. I've had nothing. So I just stand at Jackson's side and I just get close to his ear. And I just whisper Jesus. Because that's the strongest prayer you can ever pray. And, you know, I've told Jackson, you got to keep fighting. But you also let God fight for you. He doesn't expect you to fight this, Jackson. God's fighting for you. And I did have a mama bear moment, I guess, last week. Um, Sunday, they, it just seemed like everything was negative. 
you know, and I get it. Doctors look from a scientific standpoint. They look from a medical standpoint. And I don't see what they see every single day. But it was just like I'd had enough. (laughs) And I hit my tipping point. And so I called one of the charge nurses in Monday afternoon or Monday evening. And I said, listen, I'm done with the negativity. And she's like, okay. And I said, I'm not stupid. I'm not naive. I've raised my son for 17 years with half of a beating heart. I know medical things. I get it. And I know from your perspectives, he's not doing good. I know that. And I understand, trust me, we have hit every hiccup it seems like we could hit. We've hit them. When we think things are going smooth, we hit one. And I said, I get that. But I said, I don't care what the doctors think because if God wanted Jackson in heaven, he had plenty of chances to take him. He, you know, coded twice in a cath lab. God could have took him. I said, but God promised me when he was born, it's going to be okay. And I said, I'm standing on that promise. And I said, I don't care if the doctors don't believe in God. That's their choice. But I said, I do. And that's what's going to be spoken in his room. That is what's going to be spoken over him. And I said, if they don't have that to say, I don't want to hear it. I said, I'm aware. I go, he's got 12 IV lines going in him right now. He's got a ventilator. He's got dialysis. He's got the ECMO machine. I can't even get to his bed hardly on one side because there's so much machinery. I said, and I don't think my kid's sick. I know he's sick. But I said, that's okay because I know God. And she is a Christian, the charge nurse I was talking to, and she hugged me and she said, and I've seen miracles. And I said, and you're about to see another one. And I am just speaking that. And I told Rick, I can't explain it because I've never had this in my life before. It's not my strength. I had one doctor say, Sarah, you're so positive. And I said, no, I just know God's touching Jackson. And I said, so that's what I'm standing on. And I told Rick, they're probably going to like label me the lunatic religious person of the PICU, but that's okay. I don't care. Um, You know, that's okay. I'm all right with that because I just, we are speaking Jesus over him. And I don't care if the nurses have heard me that when I have saying to Jackson, that's what, you know, that's what we're doing. He's a fighter. He is, oh my goodness, such a fighter and still so polite. (laughs) They'll say, Jackson, we're going to move you. And he tries to sit up in bed like, oh, I'll help you. (laughs) And we have to remind him, you can't, you can't do that. You got to stay, got to stay kind of still. But today, between 12 and 1, hopefully he'll get extubated, get off of the ventilator. Um, that's a miracle right there. And I know that I know Jackson will feel so much better because that's just a constant irritation. He's had it for four weeks. He's been on that ventilator. It's been four weeks since I've got to see his face without all that stuff on it. And I told one of the nurses, I said, I haven't heard my baby speak in four weeks. I'm ready to hear him. I don't care if it's complaining that he wants to get out. I'm ready to hear him. So we are moving in the right direction. Praise God, all of the yeast cultures have still been negative. Um, Doctors didn't think that either. As soon as they saw yeast in the blood, it was doom and gloom. And I said, but they're not all coming back negative. Well, not yet. Guess what? They still haven't. So I don't know. Like, I love the team there. They're great. They're taking great care of him. 
we've got some nurses who, I mean, they're spoiled and rotten. They're spoiling me. But my goal I've made it is to just let them all know that when Jackson walks out of the hospital, it's because of God. And it's because of what God allowed them to do. I know this we couldn't have made it through this without the support and prayers of all of you you know we've had people asking all along you know what can we do for you is there anything we can do and I've told them the only thing I really need can't come from you it has to come from God that's what I need so I just need you to pray that God will send it because that's what we need it has to come from God and again I can't explain it I just have a peace I just have a peace. Do I get frustrated? Oh, yeah. Do I get tired? Absolutely. I mean, if I get two and a half, three hours of sleep, I'm like, yes, I got three hours of sleep straight. Um, so, yeah, I get wore out. I get tired, but I know God's moving, and so I just have a peace. I text Rick the other day, and I said, hey, they've got to do some little thing because he had just left. I said, don't come back he'll be fine. He's going to be fine. He's like, okay. I said, I'm telling you, it's fine. I'm just letting you know this is what's happening. But God is just moving. And I know that his Holy Spirit is in Jackson's room. And, you know, since Mama Bear came out, there has been no negativity spoken. There, thing, I mean, they're still being realistic and I get that. But it's just, I told Rick, I said, it's just been a better attitude around here since I said, knock it off. <laughs> and, you know, we have a few nurses that we've gotten really close with. And one of them even came and told me she's dealing with some stuff in her life. And she said, but I went home and told my mom, if you can be this positive through this, I need to be positive and have faith that God can help me. And I said, you're right. And I said, I'm going to pray for you too. I'm adding you to my prayer list because I said, God can do it. And another nurse, you know, she said, well, I haven't been to church since I was six. But she also went on Facebook and found Orchardville's church page. And I said, you know, watch some messages. I said, you're going to see, they call him Ricky, just to kind of get under his skin. I said, you're going to see a different side of Ricky that, you know, I said, he brings the word. You need to listen to some of them. So right there is an open door. You know, she would have never found Orchardville's page. So thank you all so much for your continued prayers your continued support thank you to those that are taking care of my fur babies I know they're quite a challenge especially Ozzy thank you Mark and Jennifer but it's just nice to know you know every you guys have filled in the gaps so much and we feel that we appreciate that I love these youth I'm so excited I'm upset I missed camp because I always love camp but I was there with you guys in spirit and thoughts, and I can't wait for junior high camp and to hear what comes out of that. So I just want to say thank you, and are we good? You all have a great week. Thank you.